Welcome to Mammon Podcast, Mike and Mike on Mike, the podcast where Mike and Mike talk about their top fives. And today we've gone away from games, away from films and TV shows, and we're looking at top five childhood toys. I think this one, well, it should be easy to define, but we'll see. Mike, to you, what does top five childhood toys mean? So the way I defined it, and I'm not sure about, well, the way I'm defining it, I'm sure about my choices, but I think there potentially is a debate about the definition of toys, um, is something that you used to play with as a child. That's the what a toy is, something that you play with. Well, I actually did a lot of research into this and found an article um, from about six years ago from Oxford University did a study into this to define it. And their like, conclusions, essentially, at the end of it was shit you play with. So, yeah, that's... Uh, nice. I'd count that as top as childhood toys. In which case, I'm fine. <laughs> I'd love it if there really is an Oxford study that just has shit you play with after all <laughs> these like, incredibly complex discussions. And then that's how it ends. Yeah, it's just shit you play with. Come on, guys. Yeah, I've, yeah. I think any anything you played with as a as a kid counts to me. Looking on Wikipedia, it says a toy is an item that is used in play, especially one designed for such use. Yeah, all my all my choices, I think, go along on that theme. So yeah. I'm okay. What about you? I think so. I think so. I'm still not one hundred percent convinced about my number one, but we'll go with it. I think it is, in my definition and eyes, a toy. Okay. So we'll see. Before we get into it, then, how's your week been? I don't feel like we've, we don't, <laughs> you told me about this thing about, what podcast was it where two of the blokes said they just stopped talking to each other? Oh, it's the um, to talk Lockdown Parenting with Josh Widdicombe and Rob Beckett. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, they stopped talking like during the week because they were realising that they had nothing to say during this beginning a little bit. <laughs> but the thing is, during lockdown, what is there to talk about? What did you do? Oh, I sat in my pants and ate Weetabix all day. That's, like... that's a good day, lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like during lockdown, there's not really a lot that's happening. And there is currently still no news about whether the baby's arrived. So I say, I've say i been saying this for, I think, the last, last three weeks. But So yeah, we've, I'm still playing the waiting game here. How about you? Yeah, no, nothing much. I've finished up half term, which is good. And I've treated myself to Assassin's Creed Valhalla to play my week off. So I'll absolutely smash that for a week and then probably never play it again after half term. <laughs> yeah, I got... um. What's the first one? Origins for Christmas. I was yeah. playing it obsessively for a bit and then just gave up. <laughs> I want to play the London one. It's not that great. Is that uh, Unity? No, that's the France Paris one. I think Syndicate is the UK one. I think I've got the UK one. I couldn't remember what it's called. Yeah, Syndicate. I didn't enjoy it that much. Do you know what that is? What there's? Um, I was watching a guy who's just spent the last year, not the only thing he did, obviously, but replaying all of the mainline Assassin's Creed games. And then he's got a two-hour video on YouTube where he talks about them, what he liked about what he didn't like and ranks them all. Yeah. And he said Syndicate, he didn't really... You know, but he said if he'd, if he'd ranked them, because he'd already played them all before once, if, if he'd ranked them before the video, he said he would have put it towards the bottom in his head. But then he's replayed it, and it ended up being his... Well, I don't know, I stopped before Valhalla because I wanted spoilers, but he'd put it at his number one up to that point. Oh, really? Um, and he said that it was the sort of last game before Origins. So it was where they had the old system where there was like stealth and all these other things. And then the game like completely changed for Origins because people were, the sales were going down. I think people were getting sick of the sort of... You know, the style of the game and the, the gameplay. Yeah, it's very stale. much different for Origins. Yeah, exactly. So but basically, The Witcher 3, wasn't it, Origins? Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. That's a good statement. But then he said, like, playing that again, you know, because he's not as bored of it or, you know, whatever, he, he appreciated it so much more. That's, that's good. Yeah. Good review. Um, there is a spoiler for Valhalla, but um, 
you go to one of the abbeys that me and well in my childhood we had to go to um uh abbey service four times a year for school and apparently you burn it down and my friend said it was quite relieving <laughs> I, I don't know i'm not religious but i think I, i'm i think i'll feel bad doing it almost you know I, mean? <laughs> I feel like i'm gonna get some bad like karma come my way that's the thing. It, it, it was even in sick form when we still had to go. It was it was part of our school, and it was just like not religious, unfortunately. I, I respect it, but I'm not religious. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I'll still build it down though. I'll tell you how it goes. I'll send you a picture so you can <laughs> cheers, cheers. So you can experience that, relive it. I appreciate that. I love how we said at the beginning. Well, you said at the beginning that this is we've gone away from our norm, and we're not talking about TV, film, or games. We're talking about something else, and we just spent the f- last five minutes talking about games. <laughs> Do we take about my books I'm reading? That help? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, top five childhood games. So let's kick this off with number five. Well, and sure. let's Do you want your to re-record top, that, all of that? Why? Well, it's not a top five childhood games, is it? Oh, okay. So let's start off our top <laughs> five childhood toys. And let's kick it off with number five. So, Mike, what is your fifth choice for childhood toys? Um. My number five is, I'm not sure if it's something that everyone's played with, but in my head, it is something that everyone's played with. So right now, I want people listening to this, and you too, Mike, to Google Fisher-Price Great Adventures Castle. Yeah. Do you know what I'm on about? I think so, yeah. I'm going to do this in case, but I'm pretty sure I had that or played it at someone's house. Let's have a look-see. Yeah. It was sick. It was absolutely amazing as a playset. Like, it had a little boulder that you could um, roll down the um, chutes or the... What's the top of a castle called? They're not really towers, are they? They they need a bit of towers. No. Parapets? You could roll roll, um, boulders down them anyway. You could also put them into cannons and fire them off. There was two knights that used to joust, so you put them on these little horses, and they went up against each other. And the first ones whose shield got hit... um, their uh, knight fires off the horse. It was just a fun little playset, and I used all of my little toys on this, not just the cut, the um, knights that were included. I remember, I look at it now, because there was the gold knights and the black knights, yeah. wasn't there? And I remember making the gold knights the baddies all the time, because of a uh, Power Rangers, one of the bad guys. Yeah, like Goldar. A suit of armor, yeah. Yeah, Goldar, the lion one. Sense. Yeah, um, absolutely loved playing with it. And like I said, I used all my other action figures in it. Used to get people, like, I used to roll the people down the little um, shoots in the thing as well. And the little drawbridge that opened up and the stickers with the moat on. It was a great little action um, playset. Had everything you needed as a kid growing up. Do you know how much one of these are on eBay, the 1994 Fisher Price Great Adventure Castle? I'm going to guess a lot. £55. That's a lot. That is a lot, that. Because it is cheap plastic. But then it survived. That looks in good nicks when it came out in 1994. I'm really glad that you have played with this because, like I said, in my head, everyone's played with it. But looking at the picture, I don't remember there being a dragon on the drawbridge. I don't know if that was an addition or anything. Uh, yeah, there's, I think there's some slightly different versions if I'm, if I'm reading this right, or it feels like it anyway. Don't know, people have to let us know. If you played with it, did yours come with a dragon? I don't feel like mine did. No, mine definitely didn't. But yeah, it was a great little castle, just role-playing as <laughs> as a kid role-playing um, as these little things. I remember as well, there was like, um, it was almost like rock climbing down the side. So the action figures, the knights would um, slit into the sides of the castle. So they'd sort of be climbing the castle to attack everyone. 
Yeah, I remember that. Also, yeah. you said the word slit super aggressively there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to stand by it. <laughs> There's a picture of one on here that's got the whole playset. It doesn't have the jousting knights in, but it's got all the normal ones. Yeah. And it's got a lizard man on the tower that's got like mechanical arms, like, you know, like some sort of sci fi creature. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't fit in with a theme. No, that obviously is just a little added bonus. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I loved it. It was a great little place there. I definitely played with it so much. That's a great show, yeah. And that's, um, I think, Fisher-Price as well. I think, I'm glad that we've mentioned a Fisher-Price product because they were obviously a pretty big deal. Yeah, I, can't, I don't know if I had any other Fisher-Price. I must have done because they've done so much, haven't they? Yeah. Little trapdoors as well. I'm looking at more pictures as we've gone along. I will be honest, I'm, for the listener, not the best prepared for this episode just because things have been quite sort of hectic in our household. Because of the baby. Because of an imminent baby. Holy fuck. I'm looking at one of my choices now on eBay. I've seen how much my ones are worth now. <laughs> and if it's the right one, I'm thinking, mine's worth a shit ton. You still got it? No. That's shit. I know, like an absolute Egypt. See, I don't know whether my parents would have these. But yeah, well done if you know exactly what we're talking about. If you don't, I apologise because this podcast might not be for you. Or this I episode. I like more that you picked that now. Yeah. I feel like we have we have so many we have weird um, like memories of, you know like things that we did before we knew each other that so, very similar things. What, this is genuinely one, one yeah. This was genuinely one in which me and Michael talked about in the past. We both remembered that we used to be obsessed as kids with um, Daddy Daycare, <laughs> but we also only really remember watching it up to the point where the kid pees all <laughs> over the um, bathroom. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> And it used to be, didn't it, it used to be like a comforting film, like because it was familiar, so you'd yeah. put it on to fall asleep to if you weren't feeling. <laughs> and great. that's always where we'd fall asleep. Like it's that's really so bizarre weird. that we both. I can't remember how that conversation came up. I can't. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> like we, and we're genuinely not joking. We said the exact same thing at the exact same time in terms of where we fell asleep. We weren't sort of like one of us said it, and the other one was like, "Oh yeah, one hundred percent." Both said it at the same time, and it was surreal. I think that's one of the main reasons that when I sent this sort of mammon idea as a joke to you and you said, actually, yeah, let's do it, that I think I did it because I was like, actually, I thought that, you know, it's very really fun, like, learning about someone, I think, if yeah. you do this. Yeah. So, right. yeah, great, great number shout out. Mine's better, oh. just so we're aware. Okay. Um, Build it up everyone, now. I'll knock it down in a bit. <laughs> everyone would have played with this, I think. Uh, my number five is Action Man. Great shout. Is it on your list? Yeah. But, but I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm going to continue and keep mine on my list. Because I think I've cheated a little bit, but we're going to continue. Okay. Um, yeah, I just, I just remember, similar to like, with my uh, like wrestling figure ones as well, like, I just remember, you know, having them fight, getting into shit. I remember, you know, it was great that you could have like lots of different types. It yeah. was great that I remember, I didn't have many. I think I had, in my whole life, I had two vehicles. See, I don't one... remember having any vehicles. You had a Jeep once. Or maybe I did have a Jeep. Because it had like a flimsy plastic top frame bit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then I had, I'm going to Google this actually, it was an Action Man like stealth jet that was like this big black jet that was absolutely awesome. Yeah, I've just seen it. It was incredible. Only a stealth jet during the night. (laughs) Because a a big black thing stealthing through the sky during a blue sky does not, it, 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 it wouldn't hide itself very well. I think it's more, isn't it, that it's got some sort of reflective things for radar than, yeah, visibly. <laughs> oh, well, now, it make, it that now it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, now it's not ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
ironically, I remember never really playing with the stealth jet. I remember getting go, that's cool, but you know, this action man's climbing up the stairs. He ain't using a jet. <laughs> um, I remember stealing my sister's Barbies and using them as hostages. Nice. Um, and I remember one particularly great playthrough where he saved this damsel in stress he was in love with. Mm. Hot twist. She was the villain. Yes, that's right. I did it before Dark Knight Rises. Okay. <laughs> I had that idea when I was about eight. Um, shocked everyone. All the action men were, were, devastated by it and um some of them some of them died in the in the fallout from it oh my god that's that's really devastating and i remember when i finally gave them away um to like one of my younger cousins and uh on some of the ones that you know i didn't like as much i didn't play with as much they weren't like the main main guy or main couple i played with yeah um i'd got my felt tip pen like the red one and the black one and they're like purple one and I'd drawn like bruises and cuts on them for like <laughs> and they when they were the bad action men that they'd fight and they got beat the hell up. <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, I have a lot of fond memories playing with action men. Like I said, it, it is on my list, but I've semi cheated, so I will happily talk about it now. Um I remember that there was one that it was a swimming one and that was just one of my bath time toys. Oh no. Nice. It just used to swim around the bath. I don't so think it, I had I, I think I had a, a shark and that was it. That was the only bath time toy I remember having. Oh really? No, I had a few bath time toys. Be honest, were you a bit too old for some of them? No, no, they no. I think the opposite. And I think some of them definitely shouldn't have been bath time time toys. <laughs> well, they may be what from your older. But no, you're the oldest as well, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I am the oldest. Oh my god! I just googled at, at swimming action man, and there's one that came. He's got scuba gear and a fucking dolphin. Let's have a look. So That's what, what did you Google? Swimming action man. Yeah, then put it onto images on Google. If you're listening, have a look. That this is this awesome. is a follow along episode, isn't it? And then on there as well, there's just this naked one that someone's like splayed out on a sofa. I think I, that's the one I had. The one the dolphin. Unbelievable. Oh no, I don't think I did have that one. But it looks very much like it. The swimsuit looks very much like the one. But it used to like so you could rotate the arm, so it was either doing um front stroke or he was doing dolphin. Um, <laughs> Wait. And- what was dolphin? Oh, do you mean holding on to the dolphin? No, 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 dolphin, as in both arms in front of you and pulling backwards. Is that not like a butterfly? Butterfly, that's the word. <laughs> not dolphin. <laughs> butterfly. <laughs> but yeah, so you'd wind, you'd like rotate it around clockwise and then let go and it'd um, spin back anti-clockwise and just go really fast. And Could he the... actually swim then if you wound up and let him go? Oh yeah, 100%. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it was a cool figure. That's pretty cool. I remember I had a um, parachuting one as well, but as with all those parachuting toys from young, they never worked. So I had a bunk bed like until quite old because me and my brother shared a room and then we brought a new house and then my sister came along. Um, so we shared a bunk bed for a while and you'd always drop it from the top bunk and it'd just all get wound up and just fall straight to the floor. Yeah, Parachutes like it, and toys never work. I think they, they work the first time, you know, the fresh out the box, that first go. And then like you say, after that, they always got wound up and you could never quite recover yeah. them. But yeah, loved Action Man. I think it's a uh, spin-off of G.I. Joe, isn't it, from America? They like sort of, the Yeah, they um Yeah, it's the British version. So uh G.I. Joe didn't sell as well over here in terms of more American. Yeah. So they sort of repurposed it as Action Man. But would it would it have been still been the same toys we play with the G.I. Joe's just without the, the G.I. Joe branding? Or were Potentially. They no, because the Action Man had the Action Man like tattoos and stuff, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, so I don't know. I couldn't answer that one. There we go. There's a bit. There's another thing for listeners to do to put in. Tell us about this GI Joe information. Does anyone know? 
Oh, they tell us shit. I've had no one tell me what that um, documentary is called. Which documentary? With the um, guy who shrunk down. A documentary about a guy who shrunk down? Yeah, we asked listeners two weeks ago. There was a documentary I watched as a kid in which a guy shrunk down to be with the um, animals and like sort of got attacked by an ant, but it was a documentary. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe maybe you were on drugs. Maybe you... Maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> they actually, they do tell us shit just because no one's ever heard of that. Yeah, because you've made this up in your mind. <laughs> oh. um, so, yes, there's there are both our number fives in there. I think I'm surprised Action stops. Man is so low, so I'm intrigued where you're going now. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm right to. I, I definitely prefer all the other ones. Yeah. Right, coming in at number four. Let's hear it, Mike. My number four was the toy that all parents hated, but everyone was obsessed with in the 90s, and it was the Furby. Yeah, we were never a Furby um, household, but I've heard some weird shit about that like, they were period. Just, they were literally the like must-have toys of the season at one point, weren't they? Yeah. But And I personally still don't really think I got them. Like... I think at the time they were marketed as though they could learn stuff, but they obviously couldn't. And they could, like, you could teach them how to talk and stuff like that. Was it you who was telling me that the fantastic Schwarzenegger film, Last Action Hero, was based on the Furby toy craze? No, I didn't tell you that. Yeah, someone told me that. That, you know, like, he's like desperately, you know, fighting and it's sold out everywhere. And there's like. You're not on about Last Action Hero, by the way. What do you mean? You're on about um, Jingle All the Way. Oh, yes, Jingle All the Way, sorry. Still, was it you who told me that? No, it wasn't, but actually, I could believe that. It's a great film, that. Yeah, it is a great film. Anyway, so yeah, the Furbies, I, there's a great story I remember. So when I was younger, me and me, my brother and three of our cousins formed the super group, the Ickies. So we'd tour around the country performing as the Ickies. No, we'd perform in our um, front house, in our um, living rooms to our parents. These little <laughs> plays that we'd always put set up and it'd always be with the plays it'd just humiliate my brother and our youngest cousin we're just like because <laughs> the older ones would just think of ways just to embarrass them but um <laughs> there was one point because i was into magic when i was younger and we did a magic show and we used a furby to disappear obviously yeah. furbies do not shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> so we made we did this elaborate thing where we we i can't remember how we sort of made it disappear but we made it disappear and probably just like pushing it down the side of a sofa or something because we were kids. But it was like, oh, where's it gone? And then suddenly this Furby starts talking in the background. It's like, where's it gone? No one knows. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, what, they were. So gone. Well, the most important thing here is what was your magician's name? What was your sort of Magic Mike? Alter ego? Magic Mike? Yeah. But can we just say, ladies and gentlemen, this was obviously before. <laughs> yes. Very much before. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it was Magic Mike. Can we see? Can we when we do our first video podcast? Can I see Magic Mike come back out again? <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll show a little trick. I haven't done any tricks in ages. Do you reckon you still got it in the locker there? Do you reckon if you like practice a bit? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. See, as much as I want to make fun of you, I have no other talent. <laughs> I say other talent, like I've got a talent. I guess my only talent is I I, I talk a lot. <laughs> I'm basically a fucking Furby. <laughs> yeah, where is the off switch? <laughs> <laughs> like similar to a Furby. I this this is completely unrelated, but another childhood toy. My sister had a um, Barney the dinosaur toy 
in which he rotated the head and it used to sing different songs. Depend, not the head, the um hat. So we <laughs> I'd say that would have been absolutely really terrifying. disturbing. Like the Exorcist spinning <laughs> of his <laughs> No, it spun around the um hats, and I remember it was so annoying. And I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that my dad got so fed up with it he accidentally this is an audio podcast i am putting up um quotation marks on my fingers um accidentally put it in the um washing machine <laughs> sorry no longer worked <laughs> you're probably gonna end up doing that as a dad oh, yourself, I'm sure. you know, with some sort of toy yeah but yes yeah, so that's my number four pick the annoying furby like, like as someone who never had a furby I, th- I think I seem to remember going to a cousin's house and there being a dead one, you know, like years after the craze had all ended yeah. that run out of batteries. What the fuck did they do? Well, just looking here, so they were meant to sort... You meant to sort of like... They started off speaking in Furbish, but then gradually they spoke English in place of it, and you sort of thought that they you were teaching them, but really it was probably just programmed to sort of slowly convert Furbish to English. So looking on Wikipedia here, Witakulalu means tell me a joke. And stuff like that. So they were just designed to be annoying. Yeah, and everyone wanted them. Yeah. Well, just below this Furbish to English phrases, um, in 2016, they announced that there was a film adaptation. It's still not been made, but they're still talking about it in 2018, which I isn't really that long ago. I they get like Daniel Day-Lewis, like one of the most famous method actors ever to be in this Furby film. He like, <laughs> really commits to the role. <laughs> Just sit there and go, you nai Buddha. <laughs> Which means, how are you? I feel like I want you throughout the rest of this podcast just to drop in phrases and see if I can guess what they are in Furby, see if I start to learn any Furby. <laughs> there's again. no way, because there's no... Because do means what, and do that Oh, means... don't help me. Yes. I'm going to see if this... Maybe the, your magic, maybe I can pick up on languages really quickly. Who knows? <laughs> That's what a podcast each week is going to be, see if I can find a skill. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Do you want to have a go at guessing this phrase? Yeah. Okay, you. Y-O-O. What do you think that means in Furbish? Hi. So you see, Well, you've seen that we, we tar lulu means tell me a joke. Yeah. Do means what, and do da means yes. What do you think you means? I'm, uh, I'm saying it's not hello then. Um, pet me. Stroke me. That's creepy. That is. Not but, that. But no, you means why will you not play with me today? Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <sighs> God. I had absolutely no feelings about Furby before this, and now I hate them. <laughs> I don't. I like number four. Like, do not like them in the slightest now. But they were a childhood toy, and I did have one, and I did play with it. So it couldn't be not included, could it? Even no, though, like even say, though the idea of it now physically repulses me. <laughs> well, I feel ill. I feel like I could vomit. <laughs> uh, but like you say, I think it's. Although I never played with one, I could picture it in my head. And yeah. I, you know, to mean I'd heard. You know, to mean it's like a very iconic childhood toy, isn't it? Even oh, absolutely. Everyone knew, knows what a Furby is. Yeah. Okay, my number four then. Um, like I say, I, I've just googled it. Some of them are worth a lot, but I don't think mine was one that's worth five hundred pounds. But it was definitely. I mean, I bet it was worth. I bet it's still worth some money now if I still had it. Uh, and mine was a. Toy Millennium Falcon. Oh, nice! Yeah, and I remember you could take off like the back uh, part of the the sort of 
the roof of it uh, and you, you could look inside and you had that you know that little chess table they play with in uh, a new hope oh yeah that's not sort of chess you had that you could you could sort of lift up the um the pilot side uh you could mess about with the little radar on it um yeah it absolutely awesome it was massive as well um and i was never i was never really the biggest um star wars fan so I feel like I wasted. Yeah, because we talked about this before. It. Because you've not, re- you don't really enjoy them, do you? Not massively, no. Um, but yeah, so I just ended up using it for my other toys. Like I can transport my other sort of small toys in it and just use it as, like, rather than like probably the most famous spaceship in the history of the world. I just use it as like a random plane that would fly, like <laughs> my my whatever. Like I say, toys I had that were that fit inside, which I don't want to talk about in case I spoil it. Um, oh, okay. That'll come up later, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but what I do have to it tied to it is um, a really vivid memory, which is actually quite sad. Uh, but I think it's something that's very relatable when you talk about childhood toys. Um, and it was the first time I really realised, I think, that Santa wasn't real. Like I can vividly remember, like I think I was pretty, you know, hundred percent nailed on Santa was real. Yeah. Uh, until this moment, and um, my sister's like four years older than me, so she obviously at that point knew. Um, and she tried to convince me to look for presents around the house with her for about about a week before. Um, yeah, I was like, "Why? Why would there be presents in the house? Like Santa surely got them." So it was in my head, I said, "Yeah, I think my, my childhood brain was starting to work out. Maybe so there was no Santa." Did your parents buy? Well, was Santa the person who brought all the gifts then? Yeah, I mean, not like physically, neither of them dressed up. It was just one of those, you know, in the morning. No, but I mean, like none of the presents were from your parents when you was from at Christmas. Those from Santa. Well, I think I think they'd say things like, "Oh, this is from your auntie. This is from your, you know, your uncle. This is from us." But I think I think they'd explain that, like, you know, that they they tell Santa what we want, like they because they sent our list off. So that okay. that's almost like what your auntie chose Santa to get. Everyone's you. always what... got slightly different variations of how Santa works, haven't they? Yeah, it's almost like it's all bullshit, isn't it? So there's no continuity. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's. Um... I remember going to my grandma's, and then that, and that's where she went. Well, maybe she's hidden something with grandma. So we we went, snuck upstairs, snuck into a room, and there was the Millennium Falcon, um, not wrapped. And there was some present for my sister as well that was fairly big. I remember going downstairs because she's like, "Don't tell mum, she's gonna kill me." But I went downstairs, I was like, "Why is there a Millennium Falcon up there?" And like, I could tell how annoyed my mum was that you know that we'd found out. Like, yeah. she's like, "Oh God, they're not surprised now." So, but she still tried to say like, "Oh, you know, sometimes you know Santa." Um, is busy, so we delivered it to us. So we wrapped them instead of the elves this year, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I still like tried to pretend. You know, to me, I tried to accept that, <laughs> but deep down, you know, every Christmas was hollow after that. Oh, that's depressing. The moment you realise that Santa's not real, I remember you... exactly where I was. Where were you? So I was in Bank Court in Hemel Hempstead, which is a sort of like um, area where there's a load of banks around, and my mum was having an argument with me about a present that she had brought me, but I was adamant that it was Santa that brought me that present. And she was absolutely adamant, said where it was, and then she's something slowly twigged in her mind. She was like, oh yeah, that was Santa, wasn't it? I was like, but why are you arguing so much? And then it sort of like all twigged together in one place. It's horrible work, because Christmas is never quite as good after that, is it? See, yes and no, because um, my sister's 10 years younger than me. So Santa was real for quite some time. So you got yeah, you got to then be part of the the trying to make sure she doesn't find out. Exactly. Yeah. I remember it was sort of getting almost embarrassingly too long, and my mum 
got me to try and find out whether she knew Santa was real or not. But she knew she was sort of my sister was pretending that um it wasn't real because oh sorry that Santa was real because she still wanted the idea of presents. Yeah, she was worried that if she, yeah. yeah, I think I think every kid, like I say, I don't think I ever admitted to my mum or dad for a, you know for a few years after that that Santa wasn't real in the same sort of yeah like you say worry that yeah. you won't get as many presents or whatever. But yeah, um, it's always depressing that moment. But uh, we we still get um, uh, what are they called stockings from Santa. I think it's because it went on for so long in our life. It's just a nice thing that we continue the sort of um, tradition of. Yeah, it's nice that. Yeah. Right, so number three, off you go, Mike. So this is the one I feel I'm cheating with. Okay. So you included Action Man yeah. earlier, and I get the feeling you're going to cl- include another action figure or more later. But I have included action figures as one choice. Um. Is- yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, that's fine with me. So I've, I've I've got four that I was going to talk about. I've already talked about action figure. That's uh, sorry, action man. But I used to have a biker mice from Mars action figure. Awesome, yeah, love it. Street sharks action figure. Yeah, remember them. And Power Rangers action figures. Yeah, that's uh, yeah on my honorable mentions. Oh really? Yeah. So street shark, not street sharks. Power Rangers being talked about now. Um, but. I always used to sort of bring all the scenarios in together. So you know when I said earlier, though, that there was a bath toy that definitely probably was a bit too old for me to be in the bath? Yeah. Google Moby Lick. (laughs) It was a street shark. I think I watched that video, mate. I don't think children (laughs) should be. Moby Lick, as in? L-I-C-K. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was badass. He was badass. He was an ally of the street sharks. Does he kill a whale? Yeah. Yeah. But not really a toy that should go in the bath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just because but, he looks like one, yeah. Yeah, but um, it used to fire water out of its head. So that's why it was a bath toy. But yeah, so I had the bike of mice from Mars. I remember the um, <laughs> having the um, bike with it and the figures that went on top. Power Rangers. I think I only had um, red and blue, but I definitely also had a Megazoid and a um, sword somewhere. Absolutely obsessed with Power Rangers as a kid, by the way. In fact, I think at university I tried to rewatch the first season, so apparently well, still, Rangers. yes, apparently still uh, obsessed with Power Rangers as an adult. Um, it, did it, it work? Was it no, any good or was it, it awful? It is awful. It is one of the most dated things I've ever seen in my life. But the toys were fantastic. Did you the have toys... ones where you could like twist where their heads would like flip? Yeah, so they'd yeah. flip flip the heads around, and it'd be either their identity, which would have been. Um, Billy or, well, Tommy or Jason, depending on... I think it was probably Jason. What do you mean? Who's your favourite, mean? No, in terms of the Red Ranger. Yeah, Red Ranger was Tommy, wasn't it? And then no, Jason... To- no, Jason was the Red Ranger. Tommy was the white... Well, originally he was the green. Appeared in, yeah. like, season one for, like, three parts called Green with en- Envy. Um, like I said, I was obsessed with it as a kid. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I remember still going to see the movie with one of my friends, and there's a picture of us... Like with a thumbs up at the Odeon, and there's um two Power Rangers. I think it's the pink and red Power Rangers behind us. Oh, pink Ranger, absolute filth! <laughs> right, <laughs> we haven't done this podcast to start your fantasies here, because <laughs> that was deeply disturbing. <laughs> hey, that's going to my third. If we were to do a top five childhood crushes, she's straight on. Is it Kimberly? Oh yeah, Kimberly, absolutely. Um, Amy Johnson. 
As in, no, that's Ashley Johnson who voices Ellie in the Last of Us, isn't it? Yeah, like, no, it's Amy Johnson, isn't it? Who's? I don't know. Kimberly. I believe you. Oh, I thought he was googling it. Anyway, so yeah, these action figures—you'd put them in different scenarios, wouldn't you? And just absolutely, we had a load of class action figures. I feel for our era. Oh yeah, I think kids today. I think because of how popular and how easy accessible games are, like uh, in comparison to maybe when we were kids, they don't play with physical things as much anymore. You know, to that sort of age where they get to about you know six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I think it goes straight almost to games for them. Like yeah, you know, games. But when I when I actually text my dad about well, my mum and dad, I sort of text my family asking if there's any sort of childhood games that they remember me playing with. Sorry, video game, not video game. Um, childhood toys that I remember me playing with. Mm. Um, my dad gave me a few suggestions, but then also said at the end of it, it's like I think toys were sort of ruined for you by the day we got you the Sega Mega Drive. Like it was never quite the same again. Yeah, and it's like now kids have got far more video games to play with, so the sort of idea of playing with these figures, physical action figures, is just gone. They'd yeah. rather now just buy skins for their people on Fortnite. Well, my number three and number one pick, I did come back to for quite a, not like into my like teens or anything, I'd say, but I, I did come back to him until I was at least eleven, I'd say twelve, yeah, maybe even thirteen. But yeah, you're right. As soon as your console comes in, for me, it was the N sixty four and the PS one. That's when, yeah. like, yeah, I maybe started playing less with physical things in the house. Yeah, but yeah, like and like you say. With the um, mechanic with uh, the Power Rangers flipping their heads around. With the Street Sharks, it was all about their giant mouths. And like there was almost sort of like rubbery in their texture. And Biker Mice from Mars, I remember you used to be able to affix their hands to the handlebars to ride around with. They all had these great little sort of like quirks that made them unique. And what helped as well is an amazing TV show to go along with all three of them. Yeah, that was one of those toys that um, I remember playing with when the show was on. What, Biker Mice? Yeah, and um, and and Power Rangers as well. To be fair, like you yeah. know, I'd I'd have the toys with the show at the same time. Yeah, um, so you'd almost play alongside it. So yeah, that's my number three choice: action figures as a genre. But I have picked the action figures that I remember best. No, I think that's great. I don't think it counts. I think it counts because, like I said, I sort of had, had not put them together. But yeah, I think there were some really really good shouts in there. Yeah. Um, my number three is similar-ish, I guess, but uh, miniaturized, and that was those green army men figures. <laughs> okay, yeah, absolutely loved them. Really, they did nothing. Yeah, but <laughs> you've got a crazy imagination. They do everything. <laughs> um, there's, I think there's two reasons why. So I've got sort of two stories. I think that's why they're so high up for me. In all honesty, is because of the sort of like memories attached to them. Um. One, I remember going to my auntie's house. I had a cousin, and uh, she had. Do you remember Sil Sylvanian families? Oh yeah, my cousins had them. Yeah, so I remember she had like a bakery, and then she had this really cool windmill that had like a working winch. You know, to mean that you could bring the yeah. bucket up and down with. Um, and I was never allowed to obviously play with them because she was like, she was one of those like, no, you can't play with any of my toys; they're all mine. Uh, and one day she was out. So to my mum, I was like, can I play with it? She's like, you've got to be quick though. She's gone for two hours, so we'll have an hour and a half. Like it's half an hour <laughs> to pack it away, and Ben's hopefully she doesn't notice. I was like, okay. And anyway, we both sort of forgot about you know. I forgot because I was playing my game. My auntie was probably doing something, and uh, my cousin came back. And my army men had stormed the bakery and a couple of the Sylvanians <laughs> had been killed in the collateral damage. 
Um, and one of the, <laughs> and, we, and we, we couldn't we couldn't get to the windmill in time to save Mama Sylvanian thing, <laughs> and she was hung by her neck from the windmill winch. Like, oh, bloody hell! How fucked up is that? That's dark. That's because my dad used to let me watch action films with him, like Bruce Willis films and stuff, and I was way too young. Oh, I love that though. That's brilliant. That is an imagination and a half. Okay, I'll give I'll give you that. She was a cousin who was a shouter as well. So when she just stared at me in silence, I knew it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Um, and then the other thing I remember, sort of linked to the Green Army, then was I remember having some cowboys and Indians or Native Americans, as we should call them. Um, and I remember uh, my dad came up with this game where we'd we'd pick, you know, we'd either split the army men in half, or we'd we'd you know one would take the cowboys and one would take the Indians, and we'd set them up on one side of the living room, and we'd get pegs. Okay. And you were allowed three pegs, and the winner was the the sort of last the person who had a last action figure standing. Mm. Um. So it was really cool because you actually you know like it took this. You know, sort of like it was almost like a version of like beer pong, almost. Just to be, I was like, like I think about now, I'm like that could have easily been turned into a really cool drinking game if we, if I still had army men figures around. Yeah. Um, But it's great because do you remember the snipers and the bazookas men that used to like lie flat on their, yeah, on their stomachs, yeah. So they were the hardest ones. You had to hit them hard enough that they'd flip over onto their back. so yeah, I remember that, and I had some like small vehicles as well. But like I remember, we used to mix them up. So I'd have like I'd have like the sniper in the back of a um, of a of a uh, <laughs> cowboy wagon <laughs> thing, you know, like one of the um, oh yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, from a from a historical standpoint, it was it was nonsense. But uh, <laughs> from a gameplay perspective, it was it was ingenious. Hey, part of me feels like the moment you said that, I used to do similar things. Yeah, but I imagine it wasn't something. Yeah, I imagine it was something. Yeah, it's so, such a simple idea that lots of people sort of used. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've just got really fond memories of 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 playing that game, and I guess taking it away from imagination and turning to like an actual skilled game was quite interesting as well. Yeah. All right, I'll give you that one. You sold it. <laughs> do you know what? Let's try and get some and play and have a go. Let's let's play yeah. a game. And do you know what? I'm going to link this into videos and TV shows and stuff again now. Yeah, there was a great um, like um, army men game on the PlayStation. Did you ever play it? I, I feel like it's one of the games that I, I've seen and heard some people talk about it, but I don't think I actually ever have. It was a great little sort of like um, almost like a capture the flag type scenario game. Operation Green on the Game Boy Advance, Army Men World War on PlayStation One, Army Men um, Sarge's Heroes, uh, Sarge's Heroes. I may have played. I'm looking at the front cover now and I can see... Sarge's Hero is the one that I played. Yeah. So, yeah, I may have done that. There's a yeah. there's an RTS one as well, which I bet was sick. Yeah, probably. But then also, to bring it around to films, just because of my action figure choice and then your army choice, do you remember Small Soldiers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What Such an amazing film. film. But that, that's, again, a bit like, it's what you sort of dream of as a kid, isn't it? Like how yeah, cool that everything's real. Yeah. Like obviously, Toy Story is the main one with that. But I think, yeah, Small Soldiers, with it being sort of live action, just made it that much better. It was quite a bit darker as well than Toy Story, if I remember rightly. Yeah, I think it was. I have a vivid memory. Yeah, when they started messing up with the Barbies and using that weird machine to, like... I can't remember, they'd bring yeah. extra toys to life, I think. It yeah. Was, they'd shaved all the Barbies and they were like like absolute nut jobs. I might go back and rewatch that film. That I remember it being great. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the cinema to watch that. 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah, great choice for number three. Nice. So, moving on to number two. Number two is a toy that probably everyone had a variation of this, but mine was the best. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember going to? Do you remember early learning center for starters? Yeah. Um, in the middle, well, it was in the middle of the one in my um store. There used to be all the sort of like farmyard and wildlife animals. Yeah. And there used to be great um little toys there. I had loads of them as a kid, as well as like all the fences and the sort of um hedges. And I remember having it on this sort of like play mat. But what happened was my dad had actually made this. So he'd spent ages super gluing like all the fences to a mat and everything, making the scenery and painting it all to make it look like an actual farmyard. That's awesome. But apparently my mum, when I told my mum this the other day, she said, yeah, and then one of you just pulled it to bits within seconds and you spent all night on it. I was like, (laughs) I I didn't know that side of it, but I do remember it being an awesome toy. (laughs) It kind of all sort of been pulled apart within seconds because I do remember playing with it quite a lot. But yeah, so we actually had a place for all these farmyard animals to sort of play in. That's really cool. Yeah, Like I said, it's something that I'm pretty sure everyone would have had as a kid. But we had a different variant because my dad helped make part of it. Do you know, I don't think I ever did, but I seem to remember, like, if I ever went to the hospital, that they'd be there. So I think it always makes me feel like I'm a little bit ill, <laughs> thinking about things. I oh, seem, really? I seem to remember whatever my, I'd have a GP or something or the hospital, that, yeah, they had these um, toys to put. So I remember playing with it. I was, I was, obviously, every time I played with it, I wasn't feeling very well. Oh. I remember the um, lion and the... Um... Because I think the lion, I used to chew on the tail as a kid. But they always had their, like, like I've just got memories. And, like, you know when you, you can feel memories, as weird yeah. as that sounds? I can sort of feel, like, the lettering that was indented onto all their stomachs. To sort of, like, all this sort of, um like, uh, not terms and conditions, but copyright stuff and all that yeah. sort of bit. On their stomachs and sort of carved in. I remember, like, yeah, I just played played with it a lot. Can't really say I imagine that I played Farmyard with it. That'd be the most obvious thing. But it was a great toy, and I thank my dad for making it. That's really cool, that. Yeah. Haven't got much to say about it, because it's not really one that you can sort of... Well, you might be able to relate to it, but you haven't might not have had that exact thing. But, yeah. My dad was quite creative like that. He always used to make little toys for us. That's really cool. I, I, I never... Mum and dad weren't like that. They couldn't do stuff like that, but... Like one of my mates, his dad bought, built like literally a proper treehouse, like four almost, treehouse four in his garden. I was like, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, but I'm not going to criticise mum and dad because when I have kids, I will not be able to do anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's no disrespect to anyone who didn't have that in the slightest. Um, my number two, in some way, should be number one. But well, I then felt change like it. it. Well, I felt like it was like a bit of a cheat. Okay. So um, my number two everyone I guarantee listening to would have played with this toy. Okay. And that is sticks. <laughs> Pick up a stick, sword fight. Finding the right stick, gun. Making a little stick fort for some <laughs> small creatures. They were awesome. Tell me you didn't used to play with sticks when you were a kid. Oh, I definitely played with sticks, but I just want to now see an advert with you promoting sticks. Oh, Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Can I sell them? <laughs> but I remember like, you know, like obviously I think, you know, you see two-year-olds, three-year-olds pick up sticks and start waving around. But I remember as I got a bit older, there was a real art when you were like in a woodland and you were like looking for one that had that sort of 
curve at the end that looked like the handle of a gun. Oh, and when yeah. You found, when so one of your mates found one, you were super jealous. Like, you were mm-hmm. like, oh, that's cool. But you had you're like, I want it so badly. That's uh, a good shout, that. I know. <laughs> um, like it's shit, it is shit, but I like it. I feel like it's one of those, it's one of the best ones, because it's like when you're on a holiday and things like that, or you go to the park with one of your friends and... You know, and then as you get older, they just get more and more dangerous where like people start throwing them a bit more force than they used to. And all of a sudden you realise, maybe we're getting too old for sticks. This is getting yeah. dangerous now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think sticks is like a one that anyone from anywhere will at some point have picked up a stick and imagined it was something else. And I think there's something cool about that. Because I think that's the thing about childhood toys is that I think that's... I think in some ways that's why... I'm jaded when, as well as being an adult, but by seeing all these new toys, because I feel like they do so much of the imagination for people. Yeah. Like, you know, they make the noises, they've got more movement. Um, whereas back then it was, you know, you'd, you'd take them and you'd, you'd create your own world in them. And I think, I don't know, I think that's why I love books and TV shows and reading and stuff like that, to get lost in, you know, another world. Um, and that's, you know, that's what playing with childhood toys was all about, wasn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, while away the hours pretending, you know, this yeah, with a real. stick, it's your imagination that's literally making absolutely everything. Yeah, I remember sometimes playing, probably a bit too old. Like, I remember uh, watching the first Lord of the Rings, going out to my mate's house to play, and then we, we ended up getting swords and pretending we were Aragorn and Legolas and having oh, I still think, yeah, I still think on walks, I if like, I've gone on a long walk through the woods, I'd pick up a stick happily and just like sort of whack it against the. Uh, Great grating in a sort of fence as you went past. Yeah, but that's it. Now you pretend to that adult thing where you pick one that's more a bit almost like a walking stick, and that's why you're pretending you do it. So you pick it up, you're like, you know, it's just this is to knock some leaves out of the way if we, you know, we go a bit. Off, <laughs> you know what? You're piece. absolutely right. You uh, are absolutely right. <laughs> but in your head, it's still some sort of staff or something, <laughs> even as an adult. But yeah, next to your missus, you're like, oh, you know, any nettles? I'll get rid of them for us. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, solid choice. Love it. Okay, so before we get to number one, and I've got a feeling surely we've both picked the same one. If you've not picked this, you're an idiot. No, my number one has actually been mentioned by me previously. Oh, I don't think you've mentioned this. Well, you're an idiot then that this isn't number one. Um, (laughs) My honourable mention will come after your honourable mention. Yeah, it will. (laughs) Good save. (laughs) Right, so I've got two honourable mentions, mainly because... I can't massively remember that much about one of them. Yeah. And the other one, I don't think is allowed to count. So that's why I've sort of mentioned the two. So number one is the one that I don't think will count, and it's a scooter. Yeah, I'm not counting that. Yes, that's completely fair. Things like that. That is completely fair, but I do remember a point in my childhood, and everyone's childhood, where scooters were like the big thing. Oh, yeah, 100%. I do remember the only reason that it probably wasn't higher for me, besides the fact that. uh, it's not a toy, is I had a horrific accident with one one once in which I was scootering along and hit her sort of rock in the pavement, went flying over the hand, handlebars and completely ripped off all the skin on the palm of my hand. Oh, and God. yeah, my mum rushed me to school sort of because my whole hand was bleeding and sort of washed it out as much as she could. But then um, there was some gravel that was still in there and my hand has sort of started to heal over. So then we had to go to the hospital and they had to peel back my skin to get this gravel out. Do you still remember it being painful even to this day? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember my dad's not like sort of almost not wanting to be there. He definitely didn't look. 
So yeah, that's, that's, that's never <laughs> good as a child. When you no. look over your parents. <laughs> but yeah. I'll build another farm for you after you do that. <laughs> I just feel it's got anecdote value, This the story of a scooter. So that's why really I picked it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and then the other one that I remember but don't remember. I need to Google it, and you should Google along with me, listeners and Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, Goosebumps Monster Maker. Doesn't ring a bell hearing it. So do you, was it Goosebumps Monster Maker? Oh no! Oh yes, it was Monster Headmaker. Monster Headmaker. That was. No, it. I've never seen or heard of this before. So do you remember how, like, um, when he's younger, um, girls would always get those Barbie doll heads in which they could sort of make it over. Yeah. Now imagine it for a guy. So it came with sort of like um, silly putty and all that sort of stuff, and just literally a skull, and you could just create whatever you wanted. So you could put like nut, um, bolts and stuff onto it. You could cut its hair, comb it, and all sorts. Um, you could put clay over its face to like sort of make eyebrows and stuff like that. It was like it was the male version of the Barbie doll that you could decorate. Yeah, I've just I've seen two that it, you know it's not the box; it's like someone's that they've done it all. One mm. of them just looks like an all right geezer. Oh really? Yeah, it just looks like a looks like a cool dude. The oh, other yeah, that... one is on. fucking horrifying because it's not got a nose. You know, it's got that skull where it's just that hole where a nose should be. I'm like that yeah. is. Absolutely, that this is a toy that would never get made in the modern era because it'd be. But it's great. Complaints. It really is great. But um, I remember like you could control the eyes as well to make them move. Yeah, they do look very. Um, well, some of them do anyway. They look really like creepily real, actually. Yeah. So it was my brother who reminded me of that. But yeah, I loved it. Love Goosebumps as a complete genre when I was younger and growing up. The late the not the second one, but the first Goosebumps movie they made with Jack Black was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I quite like it, actually, to be fair. Yeah. It was as good as Jumanji until they made the sequel to Jumanji, and that made it better. That's a big shout. (laughs) (laughs) Right, they're my honourable mentions. My honourable mention was going to be Power Rangers, but I've changed it for something even better, because obviously you've mentioned it already. So, Hot Wheels. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. And I want you to Google this with me, because although it wasn't Hot Wheels, um, I had it, and used to use my Hot Wheels with it. I think this is one of those things that I think loads of people had. So put into Google, children's car mat. Oh, yeah. And then on the images, did you ever have one of these? Yeah, me and... So I almost had picked as um, my choice uh, a micro-machine sort of van, but I couldn't remember the exact name of it or anything, but it sort of opened up to be a city. Oh, no. Nice. Um, and I was talking about that, and someone at work... It was like, oh, yeah, I think my cousin had that. And we always used to sort of take the cars off and play with this mat that everyone used to have. And, yeah, I absolutely had this mat as a kid. Yeah, this was... Or a version of this mat as a kid. It was so cool, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's my honorable mention. Great one. I don't have much more to say about them. It's Hot Wheels, you know. Hot Wheels on the road. Yeah, you pretend, you pretend, they're, pretend they're a car and off you go. Um, but, more importantly... Let's hear your number one. My number one isn't... Hold on a second. Two seconds. <laughs> I hope you keep this in. <laughs> That's sort of exciting build-up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to keep this in then. If that's the way you're going to be. Yeah. It's all good. I was just reading the message from Lauren. It's all fine. Um. So my number one. Drum roll, please. Let's build up the tension more now. It's it's a shit choice. I feel well. It's not a shit choice. It's a great choice for me 
But earlier you said you was going to mock me for it. <laughs> so I was absolutely obsessed. In fact, can we stop even more <laughs> for one second? Because I actually think I've still got this in the other room. Bear with me a second. I will be back. And this bit will be edited. We'll sort of like put some instrumental music here. Okay. <laughs> to make it seem like it's quicker. Right, I'm back. So that was disappointing because I don't actually have the exact one I was looking for. Okay. Um, but it's because when Googling it, I was trying to find out when about the one I had had right. come out. But the first version of this I got was by Paul Daniels, and it was a magic set. Oh, okay. So this is one, like I said, I don't know if it's counted as a toy, but I definitely played with it. It was definitely a hobby as well. Yeah. And it's something that... I used to perform magic shows for kids. Like, were you ever in a competition? Don't think I was ever in a competition. Were you ever on a stage? I was in... I did... Um, my um, secondary school did a old-time musical-style um, theatre show, in which it was sort of a cabaret of productions, instead <laughs> of just one big thing. And yeah, I performed... So what I did is I taught... I think I was in year 11 at the time, and I taught three year eights how to do magic... And then we went on stage and performed the tricks. <laughs> so you're mocking me. And I'm trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Part of me, like I say, part of me is jealous because I do think when I see people do magic, it is pretty cool. But then part of me is just like, <laughs> I just love this idea of year 11 Mike spending the whole year dressed as a magician and refusing to answer to anything <laughs> other than magic mark. Isn't that understandable? <laughs> I'll well, ask you, did you make £50 an hour? No, like I say, you know, you know, there is a cool element to it, 100%. Yeah, but, absolutely loved it. And I've got, I have got the box of um, magic in my room next door. What, um, what was your like, number one trick? What was I your used go-to? to love doing the um this the vanishing banana trick. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to know about you and you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any way you can make any magic sound like not rude or <laughs> not stupid, can you? <laughs> no. But yeah, I'll explain the trick. Um, you get on, go onto stage, yeah, and you're like, oh, I just got this new package from. You'd make up a website, <laughs> but these days you'd say Amazon, yeah. And it's a new magic trick. I haven't opened it yet, but I thought it comes with a CD and you sort of like take out a CD. Yes, that's how old it was. It was a <laughs> CD that you used to take out. And it'd be like, like why don't we, I put this CD in the CD player and we can um, learn the trick together. And then like, the audience is like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Um, and then you'd go to the person who's running the CD sound and you pass yeah. them the CD and they press play. You go back and it's like, hello and welcome to your magic trick. In front of you, you'll have your all you need to do this amazing trick, the vanishing bandana. Um, inside, you should have a um, hanky, so you take out a hanky, and you should have an ordinary bandana. You reach into a box and it's a banana instead. <laughs> um, and then it's all about sort of like you sort of have to um, fold it up and you um, sort of like go um, shake it on someone's head to prove that it's a real bandana, but obviously it's a banana. Um, and then you sort of put it into this hanky. 
you do everything the instruction says, and then you open it up and it's disappeared. Was it a real banana? Yeah, it was a 100% real banana. I had to get a different banana each time. That's cool. So, yeah, genuine magic trick. And I used to perform that one a lot. I used how, to like how it. How did it disappear? Well, that's spoiling the secrets. Were you ever in the circle? I was never in the circle, but I did go see a really cool show in the magic circle once. Did you? Yeah. Met a few cool magicians there. Did they teach you anything? No, I didn't learn anything like that. Uh, but at one point, were you ever serious about taking anywhere at any point? Were you ever like, I'd like to do this for a career or? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. I did it. Genuinely did it probably until I went to university. Okay, right. Here's what we're going to do for one of our first, like when when we ever do a recording of or something, or if we ever try and do a mam on YouTube channel. Yeah. I want to do pen and teller, pen and teller for also for you, whatever it is. Okay. Where I'm going to be pen and teller with absolutely zero <laughs> magical knowledge, and I mean zero. Um. I think you're going to perform some tricks to me, and I'm going to see with my, I was going to say limited, with zero knowledge, if I can figure out how the trick is um, done. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Love it. Well, that's yeah, that's my number one. I used to be obsessed with it. I used to go to um, Davenport's, which is a magic shop in London, all the time. Um, and like I say, I've still got a box that's literally under my bed full of magic stuff. And I'm not ashamed of it. And that's also something, you know I, how I said my dad made me that... Um, uh, farmyard stuff. Yeah, we used to sort of make stuff together. So the sort of you know the um classic uh, disappearing rabbit. Yeah, from a cage. We built um a cage for that once. Um, we both once um designed this. It was a really cool trick actually, but I think it was just a bit sort of the design wasn't great. But um, it was a funnel that you sort of plugged into this sort of wooden block. And then you tied this wooden block with some string, well, some rope, around someone. And then there was another wooden block on the other side. And you'd pour water into the front of the wooden block, into the sort of funnel in the fr- that's attached to the front of the wooden block. Yeah. And it'd come out the back of the wooden block. That's cool. So the whole idea was you'd pretend that you sort of drilled through the um, uh, audience member. To- yeah, so we used to build little stuff, things as well. Yeah. So that's like, that's beyond like a, just sort of an amateur hobby, I'd say. Oh yeah, I definitely was. Like I said, I really was quite serious as it, serious about it as a kid. When did the career? You know, like you're about these people that like, I could have made as a footballer, but my knee went when I was fourteen. What What was your knee went when you were fourteen? Story. When did you have to give it up? I went to university and discovered alcohol. <laughs> and discovered. <laughs> no, I, could, I, I don't know what made me sort of stop giving it, give it up. But absolutely, will I be performing to my kids at, when they're growing up? Absolutely. Um. Looking forward to seeing you perform a trick for me, making fun of you, whilst also wanting to be amazed. So I do love a bit of magic. <laughs> I see what I can do. I'm one of those people who want to know how it uh, worked, and also don't because I want the mystery to remain. I think that's what I struggle. I used to sort of like people would ask me so so much, and then I would tell them, and then they'd always be disappointed. Yeah, I don't. I was, yeah, use- I, think got- I was useless in that regard. You'd be you'd have been terrible in the circle. Absolutely, Absolutely. terrible. Like they may have killed you. Mm. But yeah. So Paul Daniels and it was Marvin's magic. I remember this Marvin's magic hat, which was sort of like um, it used to be a hat that you used to hold in your hand, and then a rabbit used to come out and move about. But really, it was just your hand moving a puppet. But yeah, after that trick before with a uh, with popcorn. box of popcorn, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> saw that coming a mile off, didn't I? <laughs> right, we talked about enough about magic. Let's hear your number one. Well, my number one is this Paul Daniels magic. No, it's um. I can't believe you've not picked this. I'm genuinely like, like, it's a weird like Ellingham family thing that you like when you were like 
for like a couple of years where your family were Amish people apparently they didn't let you watch things or do things. <laughs> Lego. How the fuck is Lego not in your top five? So again, when I was talking to a colleague at work about this today, yeah, I said I really hope Mike chooses Lego genuinely, and then I can call him a dick and say why the fuck haven't you picked um connects because connects shit. Connects was far superior. The Lego that they originally built in, like, I don't know, the 50s or 40s in still Denmark. fits the modern day Lego. Yeah. The moulds are still the same. That's unbelievable. First or, of la- all. or lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, like. Who am I, who am I to decide? <laughs> but I, I think Lego was way better when we were kids than it is now. Like, you get grown men who spend, like, £200 on, like, you know, like the Millennium Falcon or whatever, um, which is fine. I'm... But for me, Lego was all about... I remember having, like, a random, like, big box of, you know, yeah. random things from, like, loads of different stuff that had been all taken apart. So then yeah. that would be my weekend. I'd build my own, like, you know, house or town, and, and then I'd use my characters and try and create this. So it was almost like, I don't know, like, you, you're the film director, writer, actor, you know, you'd build your sets up, you, you know, your characters, and you'd, you'd play out this world you've built, and then you'd break it all down, and next weekend you'd start again. Like, and then Connects would come along and be like, fuck you, Lego, I'm Connects. I don't even really know what Connects is. What? Do you not? It's a metally one that was a bit magnet. <laughs> no, that's Meccano. Oh, yeah. And connects it was like um loads of rods, but you could make all sorts of like sort of I'd say more engineering type things. Like things would actually work. So you could make, for example, a roller coaster or a uh big wheel or things like that, and things would actually turn and rotate with oh, it. Yeah, they were shit. They weren't. Anyway, I I will now say and I'll stop saying dicking on Lego, I do enjoy Lego. Oh, it was amazing. And I like, just wanted to have this argument. I remember my mate having he he was one of those who got the proper sets. Um, so I, like I said, mine was just always a random mix of shit. Like I don't think I ever got one a set as a present. No, not why. All I remember really is having it was like a blue tool set with green planks on top, and the green planks were like sort of grass, and they sort of like clipped into place on the top of the toolbox. Then you open it up, and all the Lego was underneath. And we just and like I don't remember bits from different. Yeah, things. I don't remember ever having a set as an adult. I've definitely got sets, and well. Only a few random ones. Um, I know Lauren's got a Harry Potter one. I've had a Batmobile one, for example. One of my friends, like your friend you're about to talk about, is also obsessed and gets them all the time. Yeah, and it's well, he well he was a kid when he had them. But, oh, um, mine, mine's an adult. <laughs> well, and, and absolutely no respect. I saw the the Harry Potter castle was like two fifty that came out. I really wanted it, but like, ultimate stops me is I just like I say I loved building my own thing and then starting again. Like, you could have a real sense of accomplishment each time you started because you would build something. Whereas yeah. I just feel like I'd feel shortchanged building something then displaying it. Like, I liked the, the ripping it apart and, and starting again. Um, so I don't think I could ever... It's why, as, as much as I think there's so many cool sets you can have, I don't think I'd ever want one because, like I said, I'd feel shortchanged rather than... Like a sense of pride, I think. From, but I think that's just me because of the way that I grew up with it. You know what I mean? That I only ever had random pieces. And like I said, I yeah. remember going to my mate Rob's house, and he had like six or seven Western sets. Mm-hmm. So that was cool, because it was cool to go over there. And you could play like a proper yeah, all the different stuff. Yeah, um, and you know, all connected together. And it wasn't all like random ones. But yeah, like I say, I think that that creative idea of it was amazing. Which I think what. 
what for me makes Lego so good is I'm not, I don't have a creative bone in my body. You're not physically creating things, drawing, yeah. art, making models. Can't do it. I remember trying to do Lord of the Rings Games Workshop. And I remember getting bored painting so I don't have patience and dipping a Gondor soldier in my silver paint. Because I was like, well, he's mostly silver, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, so, like the fact that I enjoyed it so much, who's not a particularly physically creative person. Um, says a lot. Yeah, it says a lot right. about how good Lego is, I think. Yeah. And no, I, do I, absolutely... what, I could still, if someone put a tub of random Lego in front of me right now, I'd happily play it still, even as an adult. And it's the yeah. only list on both of our... Well, for, it's the only list for me that I would still have now and play and, and happily while away a few hours doing. Well, I'll say that um, I remember a few years ago, I'm trying to think why we went to London. I think it was to go CQI, but I might be wrong with that. Mm. But um, me and a bunch of friends went to London and we had a bit of time to kill, so we went to the Lego shop in... Um, I've forgotten where it is now. Leicester Square. Said, Leicester Square. Leicester Square. Leicester Square. I'm more about the place in London. <laughs> um, went to the Lego shop, and on Is the top massive, floor, oh, it's like four le- four levels. Jesus. Um, with loads of toys that you'd probably never afford because they're so expensive. But um, there's it's just the creativity and the design of some of them. Like it's really impressive seeing that actually. It's like a mini Lego Land, if you will, because people have actually designed like London buses and um, uh, Big Ben and stuff like that in there. But I remember on the top floor. They had a sort of like, um, I think there'd be Lego play sets all the way along that you could play with and like random bits and pieces of random things. And the top one, there was like a Star Wars bit and it was like you had to design your own ship. And me and three of my friends, all adults above the age of 30, <laughs> sitting there building Lego, trying to like, I wouldn't say stealing off kids, but if you saw that they had their eye on something, you'd be like, I wanted that. You'd get in there before them. <laughs> <laughs> Just building a spaceship and being like, we should probably move on because we've been in there for about two hours now. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely something that you could still play with as an adult. Yeah, I think, like I said, that's, that was my only regret, you know, getting rid of childhood toys. Yeah. Like I have a vivid memory of my mum saying, like, you know, you've not played with action men for, you know, years. Your cousin would love them. But, you know, can we give them to him? I was like, yeah, fine. I remember getting rid of the Millennium Falcon and not really been bothered. My Green Army had not been bothered. Um, my sticks I've still got to this day. My best one. No. <laughs> um, you know, you drop them at the end of your play session. But the Lego was the one that I remember when I got rid of it. About a month later, I was like, oh, what a mistake. And for years after that, there'd just be a little moment where I'd be like, oh, I wish I still had Lego. And even now as an adult, I get the odd like, bout where I'd be like, I'd love to play a bit of Lego right now. Well, I won't lie. Behind me is a Lego head full of Lego. That oh. I've still got. It's also got um, in there um, some farmyard animals. So I've still got the magic Lego and farmyard animals. <laughs> you are a hoarder, my friend. <laughs> I am. Like this, this Lego head's got just lo- loads of toys that one day I'm hoping to pass down. Knowing Lauren, she'll be like, no, they're too old. They're not safe. Who knows what they were? <laughs> what, oh, probably. What they were built with that could have something dangerous in. Plutonium, probably. Yeah, which definitely. is fine. Fine. <laughs> fine. Bit of plutonium. <laughs> Never hurt anyone. That was a fun one. That was a different one. That I enjoyed that. Yeah, I I was a bit nervous about it beforehand, but actually we've managed our usual length of time talking. Oh, have we? Yeah, we're up to 77 minutes. Oh, nice. Well, let for a bit of continuity then. So last week, and I'm hoping someone guessed it, and I'm hoping uh, we'll be discussing what tattoo or where you're going to get the tattoo, I came up with a challenge where people had to comment with their guess for your for a number between one and a million, and if someone guessed it right... Um, you'd have to get a Muppets tattoo, which you're fucking dreading. Have you told Lauren, by the way? 
Yeah, I did, and she's going to text people to get them to enter. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that. What? Um, and we said we'd take it in turns, so it's your turn to do some sort of competition, isn't it, now, for people to have some sort of guess. Um, Are we going to wait for you to finish moving about? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking so we're gonna fidgeter. Have, we're gonna have some, I've done well. It's only towards the end. You have. It. So yeah, so we're going to do some competition now, like we did last week with the Muppets tattoo, um, but for me now. So have you got a forfeit in mind for me, or have you got what they've got to guess and write on Facebook or Twitter or email in? So I think you should get a tattoo as well. Okay. Only fair. Mm-hmm. But I want your tattoo to say, that's magic, and a picture of Paul Daniels underneath it. <laughs> Um, I don't know how good some tattoo artists are. <laughs> okay. Since you just sticked on my number one choice. Okay, deal. <laughs> I would have, if, if I was in your shoes, I would have got Magic Mike in your face with a magic hat on. Oh my God, that's so much better. Yeah, but no, too late now. I've committed to your, your, your <laughs> other one. It's only because I'm looking at the playset that's literally called That's Magic. Um, oh, I'm full of regret. <laughs> I'm going to find a way to bring magic into another top. Um, category and <laughs> get that back up again. yeah <laughs> and this time we're going to pick a number between one and four okay and <laughs> no i'm trying to think what because picking numbers is a bit boring isn't it but i yeah. suppose that's the best way should we try and short we'll bring down the number they have to guess between oh yeah that's that's okay when it's me getting the tattoo <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, they one in a million again this time, and then we'll change it for next week. Well, we'll... I was about to say, they have to guess the word that I'm about to say. Okay. Okay. The word I'm about to say is cards. No. Plur- bullshit. <laughs> because that is so topical. Not a chance. It's got to be like it topical? absolutely random word that has nothing to do. Like, go on a random word generator. Pick a word that way. All right. All right. That can be random. 100% someone would have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of why I wanted it. Randomwordgenerator.com. Apparently a real website. Number of words, one. Yeah, we want one number. <laughs> uh, okay, and the word is cards. <laughs> no, the word is... Okay. Okay. So if any of you want to try and talk about slavery at any point to us or... <laughs> Am I being a bit unfair here? No, I think, yeah, you can't have that in there, 100%. You've got to bleep all that out. But what we will say is from next week, maybe we'll make the forfeits a little less permanent, but then make it easier to guess. Yeah, because otherwise this is just getting ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? So we'll make Can I promise. change the word because I don't want to continuously bleep in this episode? Okay. We'll um, have the word be... Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Happy with that? Happy with that. Say nothing else, because I feel like you're going to accidentally say something that links to it. don't know what you're on about. <laughs> right. I think I need to go to the bank. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> we'll go with... <laughs> and I, I honestly... That'll be the last time I do that. Okay. All right. right. Um, I don't think we know what it is going to be next week, but there may be, we apologise, maybe there's going to be a delay between this episode being released and the next one because Mike's I, a selfish prick and had a baby. Um, again, Lauren still says, in fact, so she is actually in hospital right now, guys listening. Um, we're waiting for the baby to arrive, but I'm not allowed to be there because of COVID. It's crowning. So the baby, it's crowning yeah. as this is released. Definitely not that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
Yeah, I just couldn't be bothered to be there. I thought this podcast <laughs> just, speaking to you guys that. was more important than my firstborn child. <laughs> I'm sorry if you listen to this in the future. No, due to COVID restrictions, I'm not able to be there, but I'll be getting a phone call when it's potentially getting closer. But um, Lauren genuinely in the hospital today because I was allowed to pop in for an hour and a half of visiting um, said to me, it's like, oh, maybe you should um, schedule some podcast recording with Mike since it's uh, the half term. And I was like, well, what about the baby? She's like, just make sure they're scheduled for only about two hours or so. That's oh, quite cool, okay. though, isn't it? So, like, yeah, like, happy for me to continue. She's happy to not see you for two hours and for someone yeah. else to wear you out talking to you. <laughs> she's had a lot of gas and air. I don't know if that's related. <laughs> hey, but it counts. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a recording of her saying it. So, no, so, yeah, so I don't think there will be a massive delay. I think we continue and just battle on. Full steam ahead. Hey, maybe yeah. top five childhood crushes. We could have like a back-to-back childhood one. You wanted to do childhood crushes. Yeah, I've loads. There's definitely one that I think my friend will punch me if I don't include it, and it's a guy. So just it can be anything. Yeah, there are, there've been some attractive childhood figures, or for this this one, it was his voice for some reason. Was it? Yeah. Who is it? <laughs> Genuinely, do you want to know? Yeah, I mean, obviously, bleep it out. Well, you're not going to use it, are you? I might do. It. I might put it as an honorable mention. Okay, tell me, spoil it for me, but not anyone else. Just this one. Gen- okay, genuinely, when I was younger, I really, really liked the voice, the sound of Rod Gilbert's voice. Rod Gilbert's in the comedian, Rod Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the worst bit about that is? Rod well, Gilbert wasn't famous until we were teenagers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not yeah, Not childhood, childhood, but I'd say probably about 16, 17 years old. I won't include this in my honorable mentions now. This is me telling you now. And the listeners. Yeah, I think I had a lot of man crushes, but I think they were like, as I was older, I'd say rather than like, like say we Rod Gilbert thing. Are you going to say more to that? No, like, I think just the classic ones like Beckham, like what an attractive man he was. Yeah. And he is still to this day. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Clooney. Yeah. He's just cool, wasn't he? He just swabs fucking like Ocean's Eleven stuff. I'm trying to think of more now, but there's definitely, yeah. Maybe that'll be another t- topic. Men that we fancy. Yeah. I could easily do that. Confusing childhood moments. <laughs> <laughs> moments where you just weren't sure. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Um, yeah, we'll have a think. Of, that might be our topic for next week. We might think of something else. We've got nothing in the okay. pipeline. Here's here's one, then. As what You know, rather than for childhood crushes, if we do this, we'll switch up honourable mention for that week. And it's got to be, like, weird childhood crushes. You know, one where you're like... I know I shouldn't have fancied this person, but I did. Oh, okay. I mean, I can't think of an example, but I'm sure I will be able to, but like, I don't know. Like, if it was Ursula, you'd be like, I know it's weird, but there's something about her. <laughs> like that time you told me you fancied uh, Mrs. Norris from the first Harry Potter film. That's a cat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I thought you were very weird for saying that. <laughs> Do you know what? In, in this day and age with furries, I don't think it'd even be that weird, would it? No, I, I think there's probably out there someone out there who every time Mrs. Norris appeared on stage, Gets on stiffy. screen... Yeah, <laughs> was absolutely devastated when didn't they get didn't that get attacked by the basilisk? Yeah, got frozen. Yeah, absolutely devastated and broke that kid's heart or adult's heart. I'm hoping it's an adult. Yeah, I'm really hoping. I'd rather it was an adult than a kid yeah. who was disturbed like that. Yeah, definitely. And on that this creepy is, note, I was going to say I think we every week we say this is our weirdest end chat ever, but we still get weirder. Yeah, we somehow manage it. I, like I want to, I want to know what peak weird will be. 
Do you know what I think it is? I think because you, we've talked, we spoke so long, I think we've come out a little bit delirious almost. Oh, I've been awake for a long time now and I didn't sleep very much last night. <laughs> so, yeah. That's probably what it is for me. You've got no excuse. <laughs> oh, right. I have got oh, a gone. weird male childhood crush, I think. Or, I don't know, hero worship. I don't know what the word would be. Who is that? We'll have to do, we'll have to do top five childhood male crushes or something. Okay. See how that goes. Yeah. Right. And on that note, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. As always, you can listen to us. You can, well, you're listening to us now, so I'm pretty sure you know where to find us. Yeah, hit us up on Facebook, uh, uh, Mammon Podcast, uh, Twitter handle at Mammon Podcast, or our email, mammonpodcast.hotmail.com. And guess your word so I can get some weird, creepy tattoo. Like, I feel like yours was fun. It would be a funny story if you had it. Like, it wouldn't be that embarrassing. Whereas mine, oh, yeah. people would be like, oh, that's, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Right, lovely. All right, speak to you later, Mike. Thanks for listening, and we'll yeah, I'll speak to you later too, Mike. Bye. I was speaking to our listeners. But well, I'll whatever. still speak to our listeners as well. But I thought I'd include us, so it'd be like a little yeah. It's like like we so they felt like we just ended the podcast. That's how we ended our conversation. Why don't you say thanks to every listener? Um, thanks to most of them. Not you, <laughs> and you know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> that was really mean. What you did, <laughs> really mean. He's going to need a lot of lawn seed to sort that out. Like what happens if one of our random listeners is like a criminal, but like a like a bad one as well, or like a murderer? Yeah, not like a Robin Hood, but yeah, like a killer, and not like a Dexter killer, like killing like nice people. Oh, is that acceptable? I think it is. If Shauna, like you know, sat me down, she's like, "Look, I'm a serial killer, but I only kill other serial killers." I'd be fine with it. Would you not? If Lauren would, I think I would, but I'd also be a bit scared. But only if you're a serial killer. Well, I suppose. So I'd be a little bit scared. <laughs> It's an inside job. It's not a listener. <laughs> <laughs> right. On that note, seriously now, thanks for listening and we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Actually, this isn't the end. That was a trick. Please put the a dinosaur oh. emoji on your guess if you somehow made it through all of that shit show at the end. So I was a wizard last week and now a dinosaur this week. Let's go. Let's I, go. I, I cannot believe that anyone wouldn't have stopped off from the first time or so, would have continued past the first time we said goodbye because I think this is now going to be the fifth time we've said goodbye. I am one of those people on the phone that, that like carries the goodbye on so I'll like, think of something else. Well, those who are adamant listeners will know that there's um, music at the end instead of stopping. So you'd listen to the music, wouldn't you? Mm. And those who are diehard fans will know that there's sometime it might be something after the music. <laughs> We're like the motherfucking Marvel films. Oh, I know. you got to stay for the credits. Right. <laughs> Is this going to be the actual goodbye? <laughs> I think so. Let's see. <laughs> right. Bye, Thanks. everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>